I'm thankful he saved me. Acts chapter number five this this afternoon. Uh, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna give you what the Lord has given me and just be here. I'm nervous, um, so you pray for me. But but uh, you know the fact is is uh, uh, I just happen to be a part of of the saved, redeemed of God this evening. And I'm gonna say so. And 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 you know we've we've been given everything we needed to serve the Lord with all that we have within us. We've been given everything we've ever needed from, from the cross for, of salvation. Uh, we've been given the, the, the commission, and uh, we've been given a, a Holy Spirit inside of us. And uh, we've had it, we got the church. I mean, we got everything we need this, this afternoon, right? We got everything we could possibly need to serve Him with everything that we have this afternoon. And so, Acts chapter number five, um, if you can and able, we'll stand and reverence the Word of God. I know we can reverence it sitting down too, um, uh, but, but I, I'd like to stand and we'll reverence the reading and uh, go directly from there. And uh, Acts chapter number five. Verse number 40, this is kind of, it starts, as you'll, be, as you'll see, it starts with a conjunction there. And, and it says, and to him they agreed. So it starts in the middle of uh, that, and we'll get a little bit of context. And when they had called uh, the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house, they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Dear God, we need your help. I need your help, Lord. I can't do it without you. And I ask you, dear God, to just please be in this, Lord, and have your will and have your way. And we'll thank you for it all. Thank you for all these dear folk that have come out. Help me, Lord, to preach with the unction and power of the Holy Ghost. Fill me up, Lord. We need your help. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to give you this thought this morning. It's simple, it's, it's, it, and it'll probably be quick, but I want to help everybody here. I want to help the church. But I'm going to give you this thought. Thank, I'm thankful we get to serve Him. Aren't you? That's what I'm going to preach on. That's my title this morning. Thank, I'm thankful that we get to serve Him. And I believe that we can see that in this text as we're looking at it. And I believe we can see three things. Number one, we can see their challenges in serving Him. You know there's challenges that do come when you're serving Christ. There's challenges that come. And these people were excited uh, to share the gospel. And I'm not going to give you much of the context, but I'll tell you the context very clearly is that there's Peter uh, and there's all the apostles and they're going about and they're preaching from house to house uh, and they're teaching of Christ uh, and Him crucified and Him risen and him, uh, him, him ascending up to heaven. And they're giving the gospel to people is what they're doing. Uh, and so what that all that's the context of what we're getting to. Uh, and then they come together and they make the council up together and they're getting ready to, to, to beat these people. They're getting ready to beat them and for one reason and one reason alone that they're telling about Jesus. And so, so these people were excited to share the gospel of Christ uh, um, to the world. Yet as you know, someone uh, will always throw a wet towel on a good thing uh, and ever, not everyone was excited about the gospel of Christ. Not everyone was excited about it, but, but like they were. But let me just say this, uh, not everyone is going to appreciate what's going on here either. 
I mean, not everybody's going to appreciate it. I, um, but, but I want you to notice what they were around for. Uh, and what they were around for. We need to take a moment and just uh, get into that point and consider what they were there for. Why were they in this place? Peter and, and the rest of them were there and they were, um, they, they were, they were giving out the gospel, right? They were, they were giving out the most, uh, the most important thing that any man uh, could ever give out to this world. Uh, and the, law, the Lord had done so much for them. Remember, there was 3,000 that were saved. Uh, um, there was 5,000 that were saved. Uh, and all of this was consummating together because they're telling everyone they come across about Jesus. And the Lord had done so much for them. Uh, um, souls were saved and lives were transformed. Uh, and folks were healed uh, in that time by physical ailments and the things that they had in their lives. Uh, and multitudes were coming to Jerusalem uh, to see the apostles uh, and even from the neighboring cities around. And there were there, this was no small stir happening in, in, in this place. It was nothing that was small that was taking place. Uh, and I tell you this morning, what's going on here, I'm hoping and praying, and I know you are too, uh, that it's not going to be no small stir in this community. Uh, we need God to do something in this place. Uh, and I believe maybe they were fearing uh, as they were coming against the apostles and Peter, uh, maybe they were fearing that they were fixing to lose some grip of power uh, or, or the high priests and those who uh, um, support him, uh, apprehended the apostles uh, and cast them into a common prison. We can read that prior to this. Uh, um, but these, they tried. They tried their hardest to silence uh, those who were preaching the gospel. They tried their hardest, but the Lord, uh, we understand that the Lord sent an angel and delivered them and all that, but we ain't going to get into that. But finding out all of this, uh, um, that, that they had escaped the prison, finding out all that, they're going to go twice the more against them. And so that's the text that we come to this morning. This afternoon, and the council again comes together and they uh, began to apprehend the apostles and, and brought them to answer to their actions. Uh, um, they're going to have to stand before this council for the actions in which they've done. And, and clearly, clearly the apostles are serving in a, a, a crazy hostile environment, wouldn't you say? Um, but, but, but they were surrounded by those who were, who were determined to prevent the preaching of the gospel to ever get out. But that's why they were around for. They were there to share the gospel. Notice what, notice when they were abused. The Bible says in verse 40, and after, after, let me see in verse 40, and they departed from the council. Let me see. I'm going to try to find my, my text here. After bringing the, uh, um, and to him they agreed, and when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. I mean, after bringing the apostles back before the council, after they had already been brought before the council, I'm trying to give a context without reading 1,250 verses, okay? But, but, but back before that, after bringing the apostles back before uh, the council, they were beating and then beaten and then they were released again. And, and we do not have much detail regarding uh, this beaten, but I mean, it does reference more on the scourging side of things, the scourging. Uh, and it's quite possible that these men were beaten severely 
They, uh, it's quite possible that, I mean, Paul said he received uh, 39 stripes, uh, 40 stripes, save one five times. Isn't that right? So, so maybe, maybe that's what they're getting here. Uh, maybe they're receiving this scourging and they're getting beaten uh, and severely simply because they're preaching the gospel of Christ. And I tell you, many around this world are faced uh, to to uh, forced to endure such a uh, um, such treatment because of their commitment to sharing the gospel of Christ. Uh, um, but most in America don't fit, don't we don't have to deal with much physical abuse. Uh, um, but we're seeing opposition uh, increase and increase more in the day in which we live in. Uh, and we might as well prepare to endure a, a continued opposition. The Bible says, "Yea, all that live godly shall suffer persecution." Uh, uh, and that's what the Bible says. And if you believe the Bible, then it's going to happen. Uh, um, but these were there and they were abused. But why they were around and why they were abused is because they were preaching the gospel. Because they were preaching the gospel. And then, they, they, it's very clear, I've already kind of told you, but what they were accused for is that they were preaching the gospel. I mean, it's simple as that. And that was my third sub-point, by the way. But they were accused uh, of that. They commanded, uh, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus. Now, now the council come against them and the, uh, they come against the apostles for preaching the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, the only name that could help them, they come against them with. They didn't even want to hear His name mentioned in public place. I mean, these were determined to silence the apostles and the gospel message from getting out. Apparently, they weren't listening to Peter's message prior to this. Because the Bible says in verse 28, saying, Did we not straightly command you that we should not teach in this name? And behold, you fill Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. And the God of our fathers raised up Jesus who ye slew uh, and hanged on a tree. Uh, him hath God exalted with His right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. Uh, and we are His witnesses of these things and so is the Holy Ghost uh, whom God hath given to them that obey Him. They must not have been listening to that because they would have known that Peter was going to keep preaching the gospel. But I'm telling you something, friend, is that we'll have to agree that the tolerance level of the public um, proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ today uh, um, is decreasing in America. I mean, it's decreasing in America. And, and those who oppose the gospel want us to be restrained from sharing the gospel. Uh, they want us to be restrained from doing this. But, and many are being rebuked today. Uh, and even, cha- uh, even, even violations of laws are happening because they're putting laws against this stuff. Uh, but I'm telling you this, friend. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and I want to share it to the rooftops uh, and shout in this community uh, and make a difference around this place. Amen. Amen. They had challenges though while serving Christ. They had challenges. Then they, but then notice their cheerfulness while they were serving Christ. The Bible says in, in that next part in, they, in verse 41, and they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for His name. Counted worthy now. That says a lot. 
I mean, I mean, they were counted worthy. And I'm, I, I'm sure that the people did not expect this reaction from uh, these apostles. Uh, um, but as they departed, they were not crying. Uh, um, they were not uh, uh, complaining in their, in their agony. But no, they were cheering uh, um, that they were counted worthy uh, to come uh, and proclaim the name of Christ. Uh, they were counted worthy. They must have been doing something right. And I'm telling you, they, they, they react with rejoicing is what the Bible says. Uh, and this seems like such an unusual response to me uh, um, to having been endured, uh, um, scourging uh, for the faith of Christ. Uh, and instead of cowering in fear and refusing to speak, uh, um, they openly rejoiced. They openly rejoiced. Uh, their love for the Lord and their commitment for Him uh, exceeded their fear of man. Uh, um, they didn't have that inside of them. Uh, and as I pondered this reaction and how they looked upon this, uh, I became convicted in my own heart about it. Uh, um, because we are blessed beyond measure uh, in Saluda, North Carolina. Um, facing little persecution for our faith. Uh, we have the opportunity to gather here uh, at Mountain. Valley Baptist Church uh, um, for worship without any public hindrance. Uh, and yet many uh, times we fail to rejoice in Amen. Our Lord has given us far more than we deserve, friend. Uh, He's given us so much more. We have been redeemed uh, um, from sin, delivered, uh, I mean, delivered from eternal death, uh, reconciled to God the Father, uh, and friend, and we've promised eternal life. uh, And I'm telling you, what what more do we need uh, to promote an attitude of rejoicing in Him? He need not give us anything else. He has he not blessed and met our needs? Uh, I mean, I know he has, because he has me. And man, I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I get to serve him. Thankful I get to serve him. Rejoicing should come natural for the believer. Amen. It should. We see the rejoicing is the reaction, and then we see the reason reason for the rejoicing. Now, and the Bible says that they. They should not speak of the name of Jesus of Christ, of Christ, and they of Jesus, and love. Let them go, and they departed from the presence, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for Jesus, for Christ. I mean, I mean, they, they, they were they for His name. They were counted worthy in their own eyes. And I tell you something: the text tells us that this is the reason for their rejoicing. This is the reason. Now they seen themselves to be counted worthy not for Christ, but for being condemned for Christ. Everybody get that? They weren't worthy to accept to, to get Christ. They weren't worthy to get everything Christ gave them. That's not what they're saying. But they're worthy. Uh, um, they were worthy to suffer for Christ. And friend, I'm telling you something, that reveals such a um, proper perspective that we ought to take in our lives. Uh, these men had witnessed the horrors of the cross uh, and they knew firsthand what Christ uh, had endured uh, um, to purchase their redemption. Uh, um, they had encountered the risen, uh, the living Lord, uh, having received the great commission. Uh, they had done all of those things and they counted it a joy uh, to be able to suffer because of what He did for them. He said, I seen what he did for me. And man, since I seen what he did for me, I, I mean, I count it an honor just to be able to preach the gospel of Christ. 
just to be able to tell the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, and I tell you something, I'm convinced that, that we, we can't relate to such suffering as they have. Uh, uh, I know I, I personally haven't, been, haven't uh, been able to relate to such suffering as they did here. Uh, and we might have to encounter some uh, mockery or some ridicule uh, or something along those lines. But we've not, most, most of us, I don't know you all, but I know for me, I haven't suffered some physical agony for Christ. I have not suffered much physical agony or physical faith, uh, thing for the faith. And I just haven't. But, but if that time comes, and it certainly could, uh, we must possess the attitude uh, of the apostles here. It's all for Him. And, and I, I, I've read of the sufferings of Christ uh, endured on my behalf throughout the Scripture, haven't you? I mean, I've read throughout the Bible and I've seen the sufferings that he, 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 he endured on my behalf. Uh, and He encountered for me. And I know that He bore my sin. Uh, now, that you can't make that sound good. Uh, he bore my sin. Uh, he carried it. He faced the righteous judgment of God uh, in my place. Uh, and He rose again for my justification and He endured uh, the horrors of Calvary uh, so that you and I might be saved. Uh, and the least that I can do is be willing uh, to endure some adversity for His sake. Amen. He's worthy of any sacrifice we can make for Him uh, in this life in honor to glorify Him. He's worthy of it. Amen. We can be a light. We're going to get out of here very soon because I'm almost done. And so I, I, this just, I'm just giving you what the Lord gave me, all right? And that's I'm done whenever I get done. And that's simple as that. So they had challenges in serving Christ. They had cheerfulness in serving Christ. But I want you to notice what all that consummates to is because they had commitment in serving Christ. They had commitment to, to serve Christ. We look and we see a, a response to those who, who, who forbade. We see their response to those which tried to stop them for serving Christ. Their response was not just a, a vocal response, but it was an action response because they didn't stop doing what they were doing. They didn't stop doing what they were doing. And so let me notice three things will be done. Number one, they remained faithful. The Bible says, and daily in the temple. Do you believe daily means daily? Because I do. I believe it means exactly like this. Today, tomorrow, the next day, and the next day. Uh, and so on and so on. Uh, we find that daily they preached Jesus Christ. Uh, and this was not a message that was just received uh, for Sunday and rehearsed on special occasions. Uh, it was nothing along that. They daily uh, um, preached the gospel uh, um, to those in which they encountered. Uh, they went house to house preaching this gospel. It says uh, in every house, I mean every can only mean every right I mean, we believe that when it comes to God you know God died for every man I mean all means all and that's all that all can mean I mean as simple as that and so I'm telling you is that they daily preach the gospel to all those and sharing the gospel that had become a way of life for them Amen. And it was continually on their mind. And they were, because they were, they were compelled to come to Christ, and whenever they got saved, they, know, they heard Christ say that they're commanded to go, and they went. No question about it, they went. They did it. And man, thank God that we have that ability around this place. And man, there's thousands of people down here that we hope to reach with the gospel of Christ. But you know what? We're going to have to go. Right? 
We're going to have to go. We're going to have to do. And, uh, and, but but how, we need faithfulness in this day. We need faithful people. As the preacher said this morning, it's required of a steward to be what? Found faithful. Uh, and that's what it is. And when we get to Christ, I don't believe he's going to lie and say, well done, a good and faithful servant, if you weren't faithful. Amen. We can't, we can't, we can't keep the gospel locked away. Amen. I don't believe anybody in here does. But I'm telling you something, the message of the gospel is, is the only thing that's going to help this world today. That Christ died and rose for our sins. Amen. Ascended up to heaven. I'm telling you, that's the only thing that's going to help this world. Sinner friend, that's the only thing going to help you. It's the only thing going to help you. That's the only thing going to get you to heaven. It's Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by Him. You're going to have to go through Him. You can try your hardest to get there, but you ain't never going to get there. It's all in what he did and trust in the finished work of Christ. And that's what it takes. Uh, but I'm telling you something. The message of the gospel is in desperate need in this world today. Amen. We should continually keep it upon our minds. Amen. We, we should never let a day go by. And this is from the pulpit to the pew without telling somebody about Jesus. Pulpit to pew there. Amen. I, 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 and I think you'd agree with that. Amen. They were faithful. They remained faithful even though the opposition came. Even though they dealt with all this, they remained committed. They remained faithful to Christ. Uh, then they remained fearless. The Bible says in every house. Right? Now, I don't know about, has anybody, we've, I know everybody in here has probably been door knocking at some point in time. Is there not some kind of fear that kind of raises up in you when you go to a door and you don't know what's on the other side of that door? I'm not saying a fear that you're not going to knock on the door, but there is some kind of fear to that uh, because I've heard, of, I've, heard, I've heard enough stories of people having guns pointed and stuff like that. I've heard that stuff. And I'm telling you something is that they remained fear, fearless. They didn't care. They just went. And the apostles didn't, did not wait for the perfect opportunity to share the gospel. That's not what they waited for. They reached out to people whenever, wherever they were. That's amazing. That's amazing. And in fact, they were willing to, to, to return to, up to that point. And they were willing to. Um, they, they had been arrested. Uh, and they had been beaten uh, for sharing the gospel at the temple. And they, where did they go? And daily in the temple. Is that not right? They went back to the place where they had already been tempted. Where they, I mean, where they had already been arrested. Where they had already been beaten. They went straight back to that place every single day. Daily in the temple. And man, that's amazing to me. They would not allow the threats and abuse of men hinder them commitment uh, to the Lord and their fearlessness. Uh, and that's a convicting thought to me. I mean, many find, many find it difficult to do that, and I do too at sometimes. But I'm telling you, it, sometimes it is, but we need uh, the fearlessness in our life. Uh, God didn't ever give us no spirit of fear. It must be somebody else. Amen. We need, we need that. We need unhindered boldness to proclaim the gospel of Christ. And in this community, church, in this community, Everyone will not appreciate it. Some will oppose our efforts, but regardless of what we face, we must remain committed to proclaiming uh, the saving grace of Jesus Christ to a lost and a dying world. We must keep on. They They remained fearless, and then I want you to notice they remained focused. They ceased not to teach and preach who? Jesus Christ. 
They were focused on one reason, one reason alone, and that was to get the gospel of Jesus out. Not the gospel of Peter, not the gospel of any of those, but the gospel of Christ. That was their focus, and they never swayed from that focus. And I tell you something, if you'll keep the gospel straightforward, and if you'll keep the gospel first in your life, you'll win more people to Christ. Amen. Amen. A lot of people want to say, I mean, how many times have we knocked on somebody's door or done this and done that and somebody says, what's the dress code? You know why? Because people, people proclaim that more than they proclaim Christ a lot of times. It's the truth. But if we keep the focus on Christ, man, God could do some things. God can do some things. The, these, the, these, they had suffered great physical pain uh, for preaching Christ. They had been humiliated. Uh, they had been repu- reprimanded uh, publicly. They had been all of those things. However, upon their release, the message they preached before did not change. They didn't compromise. They didn't water down the gospel and preach society appreciates others and they didn't do any of those things they didn't they just continue to preach Jesus Christ crucified buried risen for the salvation of all of humanity that's what they did and I tell you this is the focus of the great commission that Christ has given us died buried and risen again if he'd have stayed in the grave you'll stay in the grave but he didn't he rose again I'm telling you something we're commanded to preach the truth of the gospel Making disciples who, who will share this glorious truth. And, and you know, the church, the church is left upon the world. As we've heard many times, the gospel don't have feet, hands, or mouth. We've got to be those. We've got to be those. And man, what a joy it is to serve Jesus this morning. Amen. What a joy it is to be able to serve Jesus with each of you folk in here this morning. What a joy it is to get to come together. And I'm thankful that we get to serve Jesus. I'm thankful we get to serve Him with all of our hearts. And man, as Brother Stint Blue said, we need to do all we can while we can so we don't wish we would have while we could have. Amen. And, and I, I think we'll all agree that this passage is very challenging. I believe it's challenging. But Lord, help us to tell the gospel to this world. I know it brought conviction to me as I prepared this message, but I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to share the gospel of Christ. Amen. Miss Laura, could you come and play? If, if anybody needs to come to the altar. Listen, if you're not saved in here this morning, this main message of Mountain Valley Baptist Church is the gospel of Christ. The Bible tells us very, very clearly in 1 Corinthians and chapter number 15, the Bible says very clearly, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and whereby ye, wherein ye stand, by which you are also saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have preached in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Thank God that he died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. And that he was buried, and that he rose on the, again the third day, According to the scriptures. He said what he did and he did what he said. Amen. He died for my sins. He died for your sins. If everybody would stand to your feet this morning. Has the Lord spoken to you in any way, shape, or form? This morning, do you need to come and and just uh, ask him for more boldness, whatever it may be. Um, Lord, help us to share the gospel to this world and and um, this community. Dear God in, in heaven, we love you. We're thankful, God, that you've given us this ability, Lord, to 
Share the gospel of Christ, Lord. Help us not to be ashamed, as Paul said, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it's the power of God and the salvation to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Lord, help us, God, in the name of Jesus, we pray, Lord, to help us to be more bold in our witness. Lord, this community to help us to reach these people. Lord, not just sinners, but just to reach these people for the cause of Christ, Lord. Help us, God, to be bold. Help us, God, to be loving and compassionate. Lord, as your word says, some had compassion, making a difference. Help us, Lord, to have compassion. We love you. In Jesus' name.